Geek Wars. The squad discussed What If, episode four. It was truly interesting. They examined the Spider-Man trailer and theorized how fan service can affect the film and what this means for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And Marlon's Core, they discussed Saints Row, Destiny, and Fortnite trying to teach MLK in the game. SMH. We'll see what we're talking about today on Geek Force. Welcome to Geek Force, the show where pop culture rules all. I'm your host, Kat. Welcome back, you guys. With me today is the amazing G-Squad of Amy. I'm about to read their screen names. I was like, Katie, Trevor, <laughs> um, Amy, Marlon, and Ray. Welcome back, you guys, to a brand new episode. Um so happy to see you all i literally was about to be like and katie wait who's katie oh that's you no um, Google, Trevor, been, katie, yeah welcome to the show. right welcome to the show new guests um how is everyone i know it's been like a little break so much has happened but we're gonna try to do our best just to kind of focus on a few topics i know it's very challenging yeah. for some of us it's been great. Like in terms of like the content that's been released in terms of video oh games, movie, it's been a lot. Like I've been like watching a bunch of Netflix because they've been dropping everything. Like season six of Lucifer finally dropped. Uh, Katie came out, which is sorry, Kate, Kate came out, which is fire. But also, so many other Marvel things came out too. But it's just been a really great week just to uh, have a streaming service and just to kind of scroll through and watch things. And then on top of that, there has been so many trailer releases that I'm like, I don't even think we're going to have time to discuss, but like they dropped the mm-hmm. Matrix 4 trailer. They dropped the trailer for Wheel of Time. Um, they even have the Injustice trailer. There's been movie uh, updates. Like there's going to be a Bob's Burgers movie. I, we've been waiting for this for so long. Like <laughs> just all in one week. Bob's Burger film? Yes. The pandemic. Yeah, I was going to say that. I was like, damn it. <laughs> That's a Bob hey, Burger. That's a community. Maybe, maybe this will open doors towards that. But I just, I'm just saying, like, the way Bob's Burgers runs, it, it needed a movie. Like, it needed one. And it, I don't care if it was in theaters or not. It just needed, like, a one hour movie, and I would have been fine. But yes, it's coming, and I'm excited. Um, but today, we're going to try to be professional and start with a bunch of Marvel stuff. <laughs> Why y'all laughing at me? I forgot my tie. One second. That's, <laughs> Should that's I get not, a dress for that's this? That's not a word that either. <laughs> Should I get my crown? You to say there. Okay. <laughs> no. So we're going to... <laughs> Ripple up my shirt a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> For listeners that can't see, Marlon just Project Runway his shirt. I just, I don't know. <laughs> make it work, um, Marlon. Make it work. Um, <laughs> um, I want to kind of start with uh, the What If episodes first, because there were two mm. episodes, and these were pretty strong episodes um, that happened, and it actually made a lot of people just, they couldn't stop talking about it online. So um, these are... Episode is this five and six. I, I don't know my numbers. Four and five. Four and five. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Go. See, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's six four total, right? I think it's six total. Yeah. Wait. What? So this week is the last week. I believe so. Yep. No, there's, there's supposed to be nine. I don't know. Finale. I don't know nine or six. six. Somebody please find out. Last I heard it was six. Nine. Let me learn. I could have sworn it was six though, but somebody. 
Somebody. I'm not gonna start until I find out how many episodes. I'm scared. Wait, no. Let's not look on that. Six. We pause for the listeners here. Whoa. Oh, hold on. I'm sorry, Ray. I just my anxiety. I don't. We're gonna uh, get really How many episodes? Uh, Nine. I'll be like, yay! Six. How many episodes of Marvel's What If are there? Yeah, I I think there's nine, but um, that's going off of uh, other things that I've read. That's according to Wikipedia. Like nine episodes. That it, there were like little clues to episodes that someone put out at some point, and they've all been right so far on what each episode mm-hmm. is about. And that there's there was nine on that list. Phew. Okay. Wikipedia yeah, is nine, focus. and there we go. And Wikipedia is always right. Oh, that, wait, that, wait, 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 wait. In December of 2019, Feige revealed the first season would consist of 10 episodes and the work had already begun on the second 10-episode season. However, because of the production delay caused by COVID-19, the 10th episode for the first season was not was not completed in time and moved to the second season. The second season was also reduced to nine episodes. The episodes are approximately 30 minutes in length. Oh. Oh, okay, so they're doing the like love Death and robots thing where they're like consolidating part of their season, Seems part of like season it. to the next season. Okay, cool. That's, what, that's fine. In season two. Mm-hmm. Yay! Okay, more content. Yeah, more content. But now okay. About one of like two of the most depressing episodes that they put out so far. For real. For real. I mean, both. Sadness. It's like pre pre spookiness, but then it's like the kind of spookiness where it's like. We deal with this in terms of depression and grief and stuff, but <laughs> magnitude because you know they 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 gotta handle the universe. So that adds on to that. I, 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 I didn't <laughs> want to say it, but then you said it. So I'm like, at least someone said it. <laughs> I cannot. The greatest. Okay, sorry. Greatest NPC character in a show I've ever seen. <laughs> Pop pop. No um, magnitude. No. <laughs> so we're gonna start with episode four. Is that whatever number it is? The one with Doctor Strange. Let's say it is. What if Doctor Strange lost his hands and not his or lost his heart but not his hands? And what that means is, as you know in the movie, he was a surgeon, hands were his thing. Car accident, couldn't do surgery no more. In this, in this show, in this universe, in this timeline, you know, apparently him and what's her name are very close. I want to say Rachel because you know she's played by uh, her, and um, they're very close in the series, and so that is his heart. And she keeps she dies, and that wrecks his life in the in this timeline. So knowing that you know he's sorcerer supreme, he can play with time. He is trying to create a timeline where she lives. But as you know, that doesn't always work out. Her death is actually at absolute point. And so that means she has to die if we want the universe to keep working. But again, in the tune of how we always keep saying Marvel's theme this year is just grief and stuff. We're going to do a little more um, uh, reflecting in that in this episode. If Dr. Strange actually took that grief and led him down a darker path in acquiring the powers for another reason. And to see the results of that, we get some of the best um, animated s- scenes, I feel like, as far as like artwork and stuff, at least for me, some of the best 
beautiful, dark fantasy uh, scenes in the show from that episode because of just the stuff that he ran into and did, um, summoning other creatures in the portals. This episode kind of dived into Stephen Strange uh, making all the wrong choices to Christine, that's her name, to bring Christine back. And uh, we get yes. we get some crazy uh we get some crazy scenes and crazy content if we wanna dive into that. Um that My sorry, I just see a message. Is, uh, anyway, um the watcher. Yeah. And the watcher is once now that we finally get to see his face, uh your laugh is is the laugh here in response to this. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, no, I was like, he looks, he looks say it's, it's, it's funny because I also noticed it. Yeah, he looks way what? more black in this than he did in the, oh. uh, uh, like in the comic books. Like, he they, they gave him more features. Yep. So I don't know what it is bigger nose, maybe <laughs> some bigger lips, too, or something that like it's the lips. <laughs> maybe it's the lips, <laughs> and, some real full and, lips. <laughs> Yeah, it, it 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 looks weird at first, but like as that scene kept going, as the Watcher and Doctor Strange were talking with, to each other, I was kind of like, "No, I'm okay with this," because they <laughs> they just try to make Jeffrey Wright feel like he is uh, Atu at this point. So Atu, yeah, there we go. So mm-hmm. it, it it was great. I appreciate mm-hmm. that a lot. It was it was again. I think that that was funny, and also the fact that literally. The, the Watcher has, I think he had a whole lot more lines in that specific episode of like, I'm not getting involved in this. <laughs> it's like, I could, hey, <laughs> I could get involved and tell him that he's wrong, but like, you know what? I'm going to see how this plays doing? out. I'm going to see how this all works out. And I think like, I think the best internet response was literally like, I think someone decided, here's what Uwatu really wanted to say. I don't see where that's my problem. Like, he's just like, you got to help me. me I did this thing. It's like, I don't know what you want me to do about that. That's on you. <laughs> I'm not going to get involved in this. this. You did that. <laughs> but like, oh, that sounds like a you problem. And I... <laughs> yeah. And it's just, the, it's mean, just the, the sass kill me. The very angry. He's like, I how could you let me do this? He goes, first of all, you did that. <laughs> And don't you try to get me involved in this, Doctor Strange? Don't you say I let you do this? You did this, right? And I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you sit with this. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be over here watching the other things, and you just deal with that. I'm gonna let you finish. How about that? You finish this. So it was fun. It was a fun romp of seeing. Like, I also think it was great just to kind of remind us who Doctor Strange is as a character because they even like told us like both eat like in both versions where he, like you know whether it's him getting his heart or his hands like this guy only wanted magic because he wants to be the smartest guy in the room like I be the most powerful so it kind of just reminded you that yes he has an important job but he really hasn't you know had something super hard happen to him like with these powers just yet he's still kind of like he he's He's so privileged. He's basically still like Tony Stark and like Iron Man too. He's like having a party and like peeing in his Iron Man suit. Like he's 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 and he's at that level right now of like, oh, I have a huge responsibility and like people get hurt if I don't do my job right. He's still in that right now. And they're like, hey, if he didn't have, you know, a crazy uh other worldly thing to do, like he would still be infatuated with trying to like, you know, 
be more powerful and maybe even try to find Christine or whatnot. And it's also great to have us remind that he's only been the social supreme for two years, which is not that long. Like he's only had a job for two years. So it's like, he's gonna make dumb choices. Like, Hey, Spider-Man, you want me to like erase half the planet's memory of you? Cool. Let's just do that. I know this. I, I know this is another timeline, but you do um, get see some see some glim- glimpses of like again. We always keep talking about how the multiverse mad- madness movie that's coming out next year, and even in here because we know it's going to be like a horror. Like we know that Sam Raimi's going to direct it. He says it's going to be the first horror movie for the Marvel um, universe, and so seeing like. Even though the storyline is not happening, I just saw like a, like just themes and just just tone and stuff that I feel like we're going to see in that movie. Um, we are entering the phase where we are dealing with you know the the new type of Avengers or the dark Avengers and see you know the theme of just time. We're gonna you know bring us back around with 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 Shang Chi. Um, how again we're dealing with power that's just so just out there like it's out of our worlds in other dimensions it's out of it's in the universe and people like at least in this phase people just keep running into it and depending on that person they're either going to use it for good and bad and so even in the dr strange movie you know he was selfish but it led him to use it for good even though i'm still like he has that tony stark mentality of like well i'm doing it because i know i'm capable of doing it you know but at the same time, I feel like that's what we're building up to of like, what happens if he's not capable of doing that? And then now we're seeing all these timelines being destroyed. We're seeing people being selfish and creating realities because of the grief. We're seeing people who just don't listen and he just do things anyway, breaking, you know, more stuff. And so I'm like, this episode was great and kind of giving you a glimpse of that feeling of like, oh, we're pretty much going to be dealing with this type of situation where... Um, it's like very tricky as far as like I understand why they did it. Is it's like you shouldn't do it, but they kind of had no choice, and it kind of brings down to if you were in their shoes, would you do it? Because you know feelings, human emotion, grief—it drives us crazy. And so we're getting into that part of Marvel, and I like it, but it's scary because it's like it's relatable. But again, these people have too much power in their hands, and um, in this episode, basically, you know, Doctor Strange destroyed the world because he just. Christine. What to be with Christine? I know, and I was just like, "Damn, this is the darkest episode or the darkest ending of the series so far." I was just like, "That's how it ends." That felt like a, a real Twilight Zone um, uh, ending for me. I was it's just perfect. like, "We ended up being yeah. all alone in a little orb floating in the vastness I of space." Really, 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 and I don't like them too because they're not going to be just nice to me. But I really want to see this Doctor Strange and the multiverse of madness movie like if he ended up actually being the villain mm. that would be really cool but yeah i don't think that's what i agree doing. i agree i i remember i think i text you guys i was like be this would cool. be a really great either in in that movie or if they did a doctor strange three have this very similar thing where he is his own because i feel like that would be the ultimate villain is him himself you know so I don't know. I'm kind of hoping, but then I don't know. They kind of did it. So, but we'll see. I really, I was like, this is basically Doctor Strange three, right? This, this is what I'm watching. And if it ended like this, I would have been like, is this the end of the MCU? 
have me hooked for another two years, you know? So. Well, the thing is that I was hoping that I would see that. I mean, they didn't have to, but in my mind, I was thinking, what if Dr. Strange has to be the one that like has to correct the timeline. So like there's a version of himself who keeps killing Christine. And like, that would have made this like, extra sad of like he has to like fix himself so he has to be the one like he has to hit her with a car and like it's and i was like are they gonna show it's him like just like tracking himself down in the timeline like i have to correct that i have to stop myself because that would have been like another layer of just like oh this is extra dark that's true they never showed who was in that car and that person in that car just kept finding him just like, and like they would speed up and like this man is why like, didn't really trying to hit you find you anywhere why didn't he try to find why didn't he even tr- I don't know I feel like he was doing driver. it right before it even happened I guess that was just too much was a variation of it but <laughs> you know it would be interesting again it's back to the it 14 million ways and there's only one but mm. where's they right it's one of the small plot holes of that episode. Mm. True, true, true. It, but I, I, I think you might be right, Marlon. It, it could have been him. Another version that came from somewhere else. Another dimension. I mean, it was, yeah, it was a dark episode, and that only would have made it darker. <laughs> to be like, I mean, why not? To, he has to choose to hurt this woman, or else the world is destroyed. I mean, why not? Again, because then if we get to the next episode. Which is the infamous zombies episode. I've been waiting for this for I've been waiting for this the minute I heard what if. I was like, please do the zombie episode. Um and so they did it with the updated MCU characters. Everyone was basically everyone came back. I was juiced. Like yes. Like a lot of people came back who are the original actors, like um and to see it kind of start in the beginning of the Infinity War and you know, with Hulk coming back to Earth to ward of Thanos, but then he comes back to basically everyone's zombies, zombies. and not just everyone, but the Avengers being zombies and the Avengers being able to be the Avengers in their zombie ways. That's hella scary. And I was like, okay, like two, like two minutes in, I was like, how is this gonna go down? Like, I was I just say, like, <laughs> I will say this is a very tame Marvel zombie. This is the true. Comic book mm-hmm. was off the walls it was by wild. It. like yeah it was the, the kids stuff. they were the yes, kids even though like they definitely like skirted the line like there's a whole lot of like decapitating and slicing okay cool there's zombies they can get away with that but i'm like this is like about to get i feel like they almost got there with the t- with the t'challa thing i'm like oh they're gonna have oh, to explain yeah. that because mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was fun watching like because like, like you said like he you know the, the hulk comes down and it was very like 48 days later, like he just walks around and like there's no one outside. It's just like an empty area. And like, this is a great way to start the zombie film. Just an empty city with just cars upturned and stuff. It was it was just fantastic. But the the funny part in the beginning was we all know about Wong and Doctor Strange coming out in the portals like they did in Infinity War, but they were zombies. And what I one of the scenes I liked again was the animators played with the fact that when Hulk was fighting them and uh, Wong or I think it was Wong or Dark Strange they had their head out but then they closed the portal and they chopped their head off I was like who thought of that because yes that would exactly happen in this universe this is exactly what would happen in this universe if I'm fighting with with Avenger zombies you're going to get cut off with your own powers and that continuously happened like even with uh with Captain America, 
getting killed by his own shield. You know, like it's it, it, it just <laughs> Bucky <laughs> to me, like Bucky is like uh, hair commercial Pantene Proveen Bucky with his luscious locks. And the, who, whoever was animating Bucky went way over the top on his I hair. No, like, they, they, they were doing this. They were extra doing hours this. on that on that hair. <laughs> they knew. They knew that. They knew the characters of the MCU. They they animated them so well. Even the people who the original actors who could not do their voices, the people who did do it, they catched all their mannerisms and like it was well done and just little things like that. And I do find it interesting that the people who did survive were like most of the people who survived um, like after the Thanos snapped to me. I was like, hmm, interesting that, you know, some of these people were here even in our timeline with the Thanos snap. So I was like, that's kind of interesting to see. Like, uh, I mean, Bucky didn't survive, but like I was thinking like Okoye, she's just a survivor. I, I'm thinking, <laughs> Regardless. Like, I think Okoye is the only yeah. one. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Because the Spider-Man, he died. Black Panther died. Uh, well, I mean, uh, Ant-Man yeah, died, but he's there. Well, ghosted. Wasp died. It was a. It was a. It was. A, I, I think it was a different surviving scenario. <laughs> it was a very. It was a very different scenario. Different but I do scenario. Like the fact that they had uh, Peter do his uh, Ned declassified zombie survival guide. Uh, that, was that was a fun little like. That was cute of like, hey, things are terrible, but like, I'm Peter and I'm like in high school. So I'm going to like make this a fun thing. Like, everything is absolutely terrifying. And just do these like little shots of like shoot for the head. It's also surprising to see that homeboy from the Ant-Man film yeah. was an actual character in this. So I was like, who is Kurt? Baba like, Yaga. Oh, hi. <laughs> He's that really weird Eastern European guy in Ant-Man. And I was like, that's a real Yaga. strange character that I had to remember. Like, oh, right. He's like the opposite of the other guy. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It really was random. I would have thought they would choose the other like, character, but because yeah, people know him more. But I'm like, all right, they they chose Kurt they chose him. They because chose he was talking about the Baba Yaga. But um, I did think that you know they were yeah. able to like really kind of like ride the line between like funny but also horror. Um, like the like the fact that Peter is like, why are we splitting up? Have you never seen a horror film? And McCoy is like, no. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> Oh my gosh, Okoye's lines was so funny in this. She's was really funny in this episode. I wasn't expecting that too. Um, they were just perfect. She was the leader. She was, but it was just she yeah. Was and um, obvious. there you go. Um, <laughs> I yeah, I I, I I didn't want to say it, but I was just like. Can we just say she was just basically Michonne in her uh, Wakanda gear and she was just being Michonne the entire time? I was waiting for a Walking Dead reference. Maybe I missed it, but I was waiting for something. Her something. Maybe like, you know, a zombie goes like, Carl! Every now and again. (laughs) Right. But she did, but she did, even though she had her, she has a different weapon, she did fight similarly like Michonne in a way. I was waiting for that, but it walked a memory deep inside my head. It unlocked, it unlocked it for you. Um, but let's get was to it like, like that, like smash cut of season one of every time he screams, Carl just like played like oh, you for a minute, like season one of Walking Dead, the Carl cut, and it's just him yelling, Carl, every Carl, Carl. That's when he was oh, the worst. God. It was bad. Sure, so like again, like they. Walking Dead was definitely uh, 
the inspiration for them this because they they had some moments where I was like, this feels like that Walking Dead episode. But um, I also got a really awesome scene where Peter gets to work with the Doctor Strange cape. He gets to be Doctor Strange Spider Man. First of all, can we talk about see why this cape? became such a fan favorite character in like two seconds it's like the carpet in aladdin the animated version how that thing was like it's a magic carpet but he has feelings that he cares he's doing the most this cape same to the point where when he got destroyed i got sad i was like no not cape you know, I don't even know his name. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was really sad. Um, but I, I want to get into like the like the big meaty part of this episode. At least for me, was the vision scene because I was like, oh yeah, visions not have a human. Yeah, he'll help them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's behind this thing? Oh, T'Challa? T'Challa's here? Why is T'Challa? Oh, shit. Wanda's a... And then we get into the whole why Vision was doing what he was doing. (laughs) Right. And again, Wanda and the... the... Were people upset? People were just mad that they made Vision to be this, like, um accomplice to cannibalism like why would vision do that he would see that's wrong and i'm like vision also loves this woman he's like borderline a human he's not always going to be as logical as he's supposed to be they are meant for each other that's what i'm going to say they are meant for each other because she would have done the same thing if he was human meh maybe you're like, like yeah, maybe. I mean, she did. I mean, I think it's also important. Did she literally did she that. Much, she, 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 she created zombie. <laughs> kept him alive. She did create zombies. <laughs> That's true. You're right. She created an entire town of just borderline zombies. I'm like, damn. <laughs> in, a, in a 40s TV show. <laughs> that is true. That's... That whole it scene was, was so heavy. Right. It was great because I think it... Because again, that scene pulls from the comics where they're mm-hmm. literally eating pieces of Black Panther <laughs> and they're trying to like consolidate food. And it's like the darkest part. He's like, I'm still very much alive. That's the scary part. It's like, get a sliver of meat here and a sliver of meat there. And it's like the Child. darkest part. And I'm like, y'all chose to include this? Also, at a certain point, they're just doing a whole lot of just like, De- like decapitations. I was really, I thought it was hilarious that when uh, Okoye kills Sam, Bucky's like, <laughs> I don't feel sad. I'm like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, sorry. Right. I was like, this is, this is definitely like before, like, the soldier, he's like, I don't really care about this person. I don't know him that well. So that happens. But it was, it was just also yeah. sad to see that. But it was great to see that they had, like, included giant uh, wasp zombie, which is, like, a great cut. I was it's like, girl, fantastic. shrink. Shrink. Now, why are you not shrinking as you're dying? Was, I'm just going to die like this. I'm like. That was used really annoying zombie tropes of, like, y'all, y'all knew for, like, hours that she was going to turn and nobody shot her in the head before she turned y'all literally let her turn so that y'all had y'all knew you were going to deal with her later come on when ant-man caused Thank you. Are you... being a zombie is what kind of causes all of this and y'all know this and you still are letting the wasp probably live all right <laughs> there's right wouldn't have hesitated she would have been like i understand and she would have been the one to do it but i guess they were just like we're gonna let you die naturally and don't 
Like what? Okay, whatever. And come back and hurt us. Uh, I will say this episode had a very confusing. That's true. I, I think the ending also had had a very weird and confusing ending where it's like zombie Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet. And I'm like, what does he want? More brains? Like, so he wants more humans? Like, what's his plan now? What's his modus operandi as a zombie? Like, I want everyone to be alive again so I can eat them. Like, I don't understand. It was it was cool to see. But it was also like, great, they're going to Wakanda. They have the thing. Is he going to snap true. away the gate, maybe? Like, I don't know. So it's kind of yeah. like, a, like a dark ending of like, they're going to be eaten because the entire world's zombies. So we're going to use kind of dark ending. Like, he has the gauntlet and he's a full zombie. Hmm. But my question is, he yeah. got it right right before the zombie thing? <laughs> What's the timeline? Where like, like, are the stones? <laughs> How did, get, how did he get the soul stone? Vision. That's what I'm saying. They have the mind stone. Like, yeah. I, I feel like in Infinity War, he, he there the was stone. a whole point where Vision couldn't take the mind stone out of his own head. Wasn't that a whole plot point in Infinity War? Because why did Scarlet Witch have to do it? Yeah. He used to do it. Yeah, because um, he, Sherry was trying to take it out. Yeah. <laughs> And then one what that, if like, though? What if he could take it oh, out? I know. <laughs> that's, that's, but that wasn't the Same. well. You're right. This was. It's just like uh, the, the episode before that. It was what if Doctor Strange could love another woman, and that was the that was also the part of that movie because that was. I was like, why is she even getting in this car? She wasn't in the car in the original Doctor Strange. She wasn't even she trying wasn't. to go to, to do this thing. With the other Doctor Strange. Why? Why is she even here? Why is he stuck in this loop? This doesn't even make any sense. I'm a. I'm a. Right. I, I love this episode because it's dark. But this point of how we got to the beginning. <laughs> this episode don't make no damn sense so (laughs) (laughs) i agree because i was like they're together you're right okay what if for everything y'all bring up an amazing huge plot point which is that the infinity gauntlet wouldn't work because fully vision it was in america took off the the mindset and drops it on the ground and then and he has all the job the gauntlets no he didn't he didn't have all the the, the, the okay, thank God. Just, I thought he had it all completed. He was just doing this. Oh, yeah, he just Great. flexed. Yeah. But the gauntlets. how <laughs> seeing Wakanda full of zombies, which I had a feel, I was like, there's going to be zombies in there. because They're on the outside. Zombies. Oh, they're on the outside? Okay, I wanted to ask that question dome. of if they're inside or outside. So they're, they made it, so they you think outside. they made it safely inside um, and there's just zombies outside just tapping so that means yeah, everyone in Wakanda is safe. At least, at least, unless one of the what if parts is what if Wakanda can be invaded, but even then, typically that's the that's like the one rule of Wakanda's lore is you can't invade Wakanda. They're just too good. So I think they're fine. I hope they they're fine, but since still. true, that's true. You're right. They wouldn't have had their show up. Um, I was just, just nervous because I was like. I thought they were flying to Wakanda and then there were zombies inside, but the shields were still up. And I was like, where the hell are they going to go now? Like, Asgard? And then, like, is Thor even around? Like, there's so many questions I had um, on this. Because I would have... Again, what if, right? Um, I'm going to look to Marlin because I don't know what the next... Uh, Sorry, 
I, it, it, that one is another one that I want that if we're getting a season two, because in fact, you said they worked on season two. Uh, this was one that really kind of needed an extra episode, and we're probably going to yes. get it because maybe five because Shadow Boseman is, isn't alive. And so they, unless they, unless they just they just voice him with True. another person, I'd be fine with that. Like personally, at it. least in this, like if you're not going to recast them in live action, fine, that's okay. But in an animated show, when you are already recasting people's voices to to have them appear in these right. episodes, y'all can do it with Chadwick and right. this little zombie thing. So. Hopefully we do get the end of that. You definitely like the minute this went off, I was like, I need a part two. I need a part two. And then maybe a part three. And then maybe I'll be satisfied because there's too much happening. And this wasn't even enough characters to show. Like, I was like, where's Captain Mark? Like, there's there's so much. And I know there's people who have survived. I just need to know where and 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 how. And there's just so much. So I need a part two. Because this was a, an actual good story to continue. And if they do do a season two with this part two, uh, perfect. They don't. I'm going to write um, Kevin Feige a letter because no. That is personal Gmail. Dear Kevin, yeah. I'm upset. Kevin Feige at Marvel.com. <laughs> I'm going to add him Maybe that's faster. At Marvel at Gmail.com. <laughs> so Maybe I need to just do- keep sending him these episodes. He'll eventually respond and be like, actually, I want to come on the show. <laughs> I just want to. I just want to sit and just watch you make sure you're doing part two of this episode. That's that's all. I, um, that's the embarrassing thing you can do for me. Oh, you bring it up. You bring it up to two. Okay, cool. Let me let me watch you finish it. Okay, cool. Okay, bye. You know that's all I need to know. Um, but um, what was I gonna say? Yeah. So with that, I I know Marlon, you're usually up to these things about next episode. Do you know what the next episode's about, or is it still? Oh, for your boy? A surprise. I don't check because I I let that job be your job. <laughs> like, I don't want to look. Marlon's just going to tell me. Based on the, the graphic work, isn't there Gamora? Like on the, on the, or yeah. I did I see her on the graphic work. Good. Yeah, I saw. Yeah. Okay. Wait, no, this one's actually about Tony Stark, it says. Yep, and Killmonger. This one is basically going to be about, yeah, what if Killmonger saved Tony Stark? What? Like, <laughs> yeah. we're going back to Iron Man. When one. he was. Yeah, we're going back to Iron Man. Like, was what he, if he was the when, one that found him in the get game? Out in my te- oh. Yeah, like, now that is very that- interesting. And I'm he, guessing maybe Tony Stark he, helps him invade Wakanda. Who knows? But we'll see. Um, or we'll or find maybe out. Decide- yeah, we'll, we'll find out. This is getting dicey. What? What? T'Challa is definitely in this episode for sure. Because you said he was in lots of episodes. Ooh, this is gonna be a draw dramatic one. Like people I care about, now I gotta hate them, and then people I hate, I'm gonna like. like okay. Hey, this is dark. No, it, it's getting darker with each episode. Because <laughs> I'm like, that might not be Wakanda forever. It might be Wakanda tomorrow. So that's it. I don't. <laughs> I'm just saying, you have Killmonger and Tony Stark Wakanda together. Yeah, Wakanda yesterday. Damn. <laughs> Sounds like a show. <laughs> the sad show. <laughs> the Wakanda drama. Whatever. A Wakanda drama. Yeah. Family drama. Disney just heard us through uh through our app and they just put the production Wakanda yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> a look into Wakanda's past. 
Oh no! Let's look at the first Black Panther. Wakanda yesterday. Oh. Wakanda yesterday. I I don't like. Starting I, just, I was just yes. joking. Please, please make part two of the zombie episode. Don't make Wakanda yesterday. Please do the right thing. Whoever's listening. Okay. Well, I like this hmm. idea though. We'll keep you guys posted on next week's episode on this because this sounds again dramatic and dicey. Okay, uh, but let's continue down this Marvel train. Um, I think the majority of us saw the new Marvel movie out, Shang Shang Chi, the Ten Rings, Marvel Unibus. <laughs> <laughs> I have one question. Is the director from or live in the Bay Area? Because the way he used the Bay Area as an environment, he did that very well. At least San Francisco. He used San Francisco in a very um, in a good way. And I'm saying that because so many movies... I "I know that restaurant. (laughs) Right. Me me and Amy saw our our college. One of our college buildings in there. I blocked it out. I saw it. I was like, oh, it's AU. Um, I'm just curious because it's such such a random random thing. But since uh, there's a fad of shooting in San Francisco or the Bay Area, you know, they still use Toronto or something to fake San Francisco. And it seems like this guy knew exactly where to film and how to build up the the scenes with that environment and how they move it. And I'm like, is he from the Bay Area? Random question. He was from Hawaii, but, okay. he, but, but he lived in San Diego. So he was... Also, I feel like near SF... I mean, they hit all the things that people know about SF, which is like the Muni and the Hills and like... They like not a lot of people know about like that Chinatown. Yeah, but not a lot of people know about that. They just think San Francisco is bridge and well, um, seen any stuff. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. If, if you watch an SF movie that usually involves a chase scene of some sort, it's always downhill. Yeah, and yeah, the road for sure. Vehicle getting the road smashed. for sure. <laughs> that's so, true. Because I think the most the fir- the most famous movie is the Bullet movie with Steve McQueen and the car chase. That's like the, one of the most famous car chase. Yeah. In San Francisco, um, but and there also just, was a car chase scene in San Francisco in Ant Man. Yeah, Princess Bride or Princess Bride. Yes, I think Princess I think they've. As it was pretty popular when it comes to like car chases and or explosions and or kaiju attacking a city sf is like on that oh gosh don't talk about don't talk about save james but the muni bus scene i was just like this is something that could happen in real life and i was i wouldn't believe it (laughs) well i'm sorry i can't say this is well, I'm, I'm sorry. You said in real life there would be a kung fu fight on your beauty bus. Hey, and yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Not that hold intense, on. but it would, it would be a kung fu. Bu- it would be a kung fu fight, though, because for sure. If you have, if you have been on those buses as much as I have, and you have stood in between those the little rubber side, I thought about it, I'm like, if this ever like ripped apart, I would die <laughs> like instant. And now it showed you, right? Because I always thought that too, like, and it showed it. I was like, I do it. It's validated. I want to focus on Kat's super like life where she's actively seeing kung fu fights in her life to where she's worried Look, that she's going to... Kat, what kind of like hijinks have you involved in? Oakland? I've seen things and it was crazy. I can only you imagine it. Kat, no, they were like... Because you just are uh, super agents not, like, not maybe, like Jason Bourne fighting on public like... transportation. <laughs> 
take public transportation. One of those one of those kids that does all the dances around the poles and up around the other thing or Bart is like that happens. the same Shang Chi way of going through like, so that he can fight people <laughs> on the bar. Right. So, you wanna see someone with some music training okay. on the bar? Just someday no. I'm training some kids. Oh, this goes okay. down Bart. I wouldn't be surprised. I'd be like, you know what? You do that. No, because no. it might. I, so what Ray is saying is like they're just like you know they're just training or just watching, but then cats there when it's like late at night and like they're actively like because of the training of cups of Bart. Bart. <laughs> it, it connects, Marlon. Secret war. It connects. Uh, well, yes. All those kids are part of the games. <laughs> you ride that yes. across, across town at midnight, you don't know what you're gonna see. At no, yep, it's that bus, God, the midnight bus. <laughs> Exactly. Oh yeah. I'm stopping. Yes, okay, we're going, we're, going we're going to the movie. We're going to the movie. We're going to the movie. Anyway, so we saw TNT. It was amazing. Um, at least I thought it was amazing. Um, again, this I think Emi and I kind of discussed this. Is like Marvel's is doing a pretty good job in entering more or adding more heroes who come from different backgrounds and cultures, but at the same time, adding um authenticity, uh, being authentic in the story as far as like you know compared to how we saw Iron Fist and we already talked about that, and then actually seeing um Iron Fist. What are you talking about? What's that? So it's a thing that. We don't have to uh, talk about. Compared yeah, to that, it's trash. Like that's trash. Okay. It never I happened. Think that was a thing, but I mean, continue. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Shang Chi actually had cultural that was. I know it's in a fictional world, but it made sense within because you have people who are from that culture, similar to how we had Wakanda, and you know how we had our holiday. That was great. Great movie representation. This is really great and seeing not seeing like the the chinese culture but like even the chinese american culture because like seeing the two people who who grew up from here and then people who grew up from there it was interesting to see even the differences from that because like just seeing how katie was just like um and i mean i can't identify but i know like a lot of my friends who grew up here but then their parents are like you need to know your language she was like i don't i don't really know and i'm like it's, it was just interesting to see that and it kind of boils down to because, like Sean, um, him having a crazy childhood um, and how he had to kind of leave home after he, spoilers, killed a man. And we were trying to figure out how was he able to come here and like go to school and get a job and stuff, but he did it. And he just wanted to forget everything. But, you know, the past will catch up on you. And he kind of had to go on a hero's journey of not only like understanding who he was not like as a hero but just who he was um and then um fixing like his like bringing his family together but at the same time like helping oh like save the world that was another thing at that point i understood his journey a little bit more and i don't know i i just felt really sympathetic towards his cause and how he what makes him pretty cool and why i want to see more is you know he blended both of his parents' style, but then he put his own spin on it because, you know, he's basically a millennial. Um, and that, you know, that's why it kind of glows differently. And I was like, that's pretty cool. And that actually led to the end credits of why is, what are his rings and why? And I was like, oh crap. So I really, 
I didn't think that that was the I didn't know what the end credit was going to show, but the fact that they're very curious about these rings. I mean, I'm curious because they're freaking old, and how you know they change color. They set up a beacon. What does that all mean? But I'm jumping ahead, and I just. Yeah, I'm jumping ahead. So I just want to hear what you guys had to say about the movie. Um, I really, I mean, I enjoyed it, but for me, that was like my favorite part was the characterization and then the 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 rings. Like, what are they? Rings. The rings are alien. Uh, I know in the comics, uh, it's it's been revised a few times, but it's from like I believe like the Mocklins or like these like dragon aliens that inhabit the rings. And basically, the rings all give off a almost infinity gauntlet-like power. Like, um, again, like, I think this is why they chose to change them, because it is eerily similar to the Thanos thing, and they just finished doing the rings. So, like, great, let's not do that. But the rings are like, uh, there's like, what, Tan is like the remaker. There's the influence, spectral, nightbringer, the liar, like... Basically, all these powers can make him fly, can make him cause illusions, can make him summon lightning. This is all in the comics. This is honestly why the Mandarin is one of Iron Man's like greatest villains, because the man has ten power rings that he can initiate to unlock variety of powers. And, of course, the whole thing about the Mandarin is that he wants to figure out like who these aliens are. He wants to go out and find them. Um, and he wants to unlock them and like unlock more power. But that's just a lot to go on. I'm not sure if they're going to fully go into them as much as they will in the comics. Because it's like it brings in a whole other alien race. We'll see if they choose to. But it's honestly how we get, you know, you know. Say it. I'm just saying that. I don't think so based off of this. Yeah, I mean, it's like to, to, to go over the Mocklins would be a whole lot of uh, deep aliens sourcing. But we'll see. I mean, I at least like that they hinted that they're being alien, which is cool. And I do think it's interesting how they chose to adjust the rings to like bracelets, uh, which is really dope in its way and also allow for very interesting combat skills. It is also, I think, an interesting way to, I guess, beef up his power because in the comics, uh, Shang-Chi is a really strong martial artist. And I think he recently got Iron Man like nunchucks that have like plasma or something almost. So that's kind of like helping him with power. But otherwise, he's just known for putting hands on anybody and he's just really good at it. So I, I do like that they're trying to, you know, upgrade him a bit to bring him on board with like, you're going to have superhero fights. They need to look cool on screen. And while we love all these really great steady cam uh action suits which i think are probably the best um, we've seen so far like they were just the scenes where they chose to just let the camera sit where it's supposed to and just record him doing amazing choreography came across fantastic we saw a really great jackie chan homage with like the scene mm-hmm. where he like pulls his jacket off and pulls up the guy around that was beautiful yeah. um that was fantastic I, and i think what's really awesome is the fact that they chose to do a film that has huge chunks of it in uh, a foreign language which i thought was really great especially you know with that pushback we saw from parasite of people being like is it truly a film that can be up for all films or is it more of a foreign film and it's like no like this language is a part of it so we like, I, I like that they like gave the audience the chance to to taste the language, to be there, to see it being spoken, to kind of pay respects to it. That was beautiful. I love that we have our the homie Michelle Yeoh in this, who was in Super Cop with Jackie Chan. So it was mm-hmm. great to kind of see like those two worlds collide. Like she's also like 
the most badass female martial artist out there in the game and still holding it down. Still well, that they allowed her to teach Shang-Chi like the like her mother's like martial arts style that was dope. And all in all, I think it was a really fun film. It's sad to say goodbye to the Mandarin. Um, but I mean, it makes sense knowing that Tony Stark is gone. It's like, well, we no longer need the Mandarin, but we did do some do justice by bringing back Trevor Slattery and also acknowledging that, hey, the Mandarin was across, you know, he ran the OG 10 rings and we're going to give him this whole big hero arc. And it's also slightly redemption arc where he acknowledges that he was wrong. And like, ultimately, he's a, a bad guy that wants to bring his family together, but gets manipulated. So he's not truly a bad guy in a way. He was kind of redeemed by this woman, but we'll leave it ambiguous. But otherwise, it was a great film. Fantastically shot. I love that we get to see Mo Wong in this, which is fantastic. Like we, we, we get to see him really uh, just be a character. We get to see him fight Abomination, which was an amazing thing to drop that Abomination in because we haven't seen Abomination since those not-to-be-spoken-of Hulk films that happened a long time ago with an Edward Norton-looking Hulk. Uh, but we now get to see that potentially maybe he's like rehabilitating heroes from the raft, which could be an interesting side story like Wong are you doing like some like therapy on the side which is why you're always away you're helping these super powered heroes or villains kind of like redeem themselves uh, but we'll see and I also love mm. the fact that one of the post credit scenes was literally them doing karaoke in SF that was beautiful I love that scene it was so just relatable. such a great cultural yeah. moment of like hey all of them are coming together and having a fun time and it's their initiation into uh, the Avengers so to speak okay so um Things that I don't remember, um, things that I liked um, that this movie did, uh, and I, yeah, the, the, one of the biggest things that I liked this movie did was it 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 came across as like actually trying to hold um, like emotional content together, like it wasn't just trying to make a joke whenever it felt like it, um, and that was really nice. It did that several times in that movie. Um, the sister c- character of Simulu, I wasn't expecting to be a character as much as uh, I got in this movie, and I really liked her, and I like I'm really curious what they're doing with her. Like uh, I can't think of her name right now. I was joking calling her Talia Al Ghul at some point, but um, I don't know what else they i don't know what else they plan to do with her so i'm really curious about that um and i do have a theory about these rings on uh like what they are where they are from based on what else is going on um the first point is uh there are 10 rings right um and so how many eternals are there eternals there are 10 Eternals. If you look at the posters, if you watch you all the trailers, that, like... Uh, you think this is a lead-in to this movie? Yeah. I think it's the tie to Eternals. Yeah. And the yeah, signal? That's what, I, that's what I think. Basically, it could like, be signaling them, them because Looking at the, the make of them in these movies, it didn't look like each one was different. And I, like, I know that was something that the, the Mandarin in the comic books had, was every one was individually looked different. They were different colors, they were different shapes, they had different bands, like they were very different. These all look identical, all ten of them. Um, and then, yeah, they have had zero tie-in to the Eternals this entire lead-up to this movie. So, for them to end off the movie right before it with like the with a tie-in kind of makes sense to me. So, I think that's where we're going to end up getting with these, is they're like, maybe he loses 
system really early on in this new phase because they go back to the Eternals or something. Who knows? I don't, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how that ends up playing out. But that's that's what I think they're doing. MCU Ten Rings is they're celestial in some way. So, so when do you think that that's that? It started to page them. If it's them, like, do you think it's always it might been not be them doing that? It or might not just... be paging them. It might be oh. paging something. Maybe it's paging their bad guy because we don't really know who they're fighting. Maybe it's paging Ooh. another celestial Ooh. or something. But that's. I think it's going to be a celestial origin. These rings, not. And it's, since the Eternals are celestial, mm. celestial based also. It's one of the first deviants created by the name of Crow. Okay. I do remember seeing a crow in that, that trailer. Like, so that sounds like a name from a Stephen King novel. Well, he has like the really cool like <laughs> alien like double eyes on the side of his head, so it looks extra alien. Okay. Uh, but it could be like I think it. I think Ray is definitely honest, and they could be signaling either crow, or it could be like maybe blowing up their spot. Maybe they were just kind of trying to chill and hang out, and the next you know these ten rings just sitting out some kind of beacon to summon other deviants. Who knows? But like like Ray said, there's got to be some kind of tie-in. They can't be like, great, this is the Eternals movie. They popped out of nowhere, and there's no reason for them to be here. But like here they are. There's so I think that they're probably just some subtle. <laughs> there's always one well yeah I, I definitely agree and I also think like uh, Zhai Ling I think is her name I definitely think that they're doing something really cool with her because Shang-Chi has like I think 10 sisters in the comics and they are all yeah, he has crazy amount of sisters and Zhai Ling is an amalgamation of all of them just put into one person because literally it would be so confusing to him to have all these just extra siblings so basically she is like an amalgamation of all his all his sisters in the comics into one person and I do think that there's probably going to be some kind of femme fatale tie-in with her and the new Black Widow maybe or they're going to really tie in uh, these other characters in a crazy way and I love that she's like great like I'm a badass female character and also I took over my dad's company and I made it extra me like she's fully like adding graffiti to his compound and making it extra millennial <laughs> just like great out with the old and with the new and it's like alright girl do your thing <laughs> maybe they are building up yeah. the force hell yeah so the end game was foreshadowing for the new phase of uh, female just, quote unquote just poor, poor Scarlett Johansson is super beings. Oh, Dang, this is just getting worse for her. But she opened the door. She, wow. I mean. Think about all the women come into this next phase. You got Madam Hydra. You got the new Black Widow. You got Xi Ling. You got you Valkyrie. Got you got Miss Marvel. Like they're really reining in these like female-led superheroes. <laughs> and like ScarJo is out. Monica Rambeau. Forgot about Monica. Yeah. Like they're really going in on the female heroes and female villains. And ScarJo is not gonna be part of it. Wild. It took a while to get to her, and by then she was already dead. Cold and brutal, well, well, but true. All at but the same time. True. Jeez. And you got what's her wow. name coming in as someone? Uh, uh, Khaleesi. 
Uh, oh, uh, yes, Khaleesi. I was uh, oh, Emma, yeah. Am- Amelia Clark. Amelia, Amelia Clark, Clark, right? Don't even yeah. call her her name. You call her her character. First Danny. of all, Raymond's action. That is accurate. When when you see her, you're like, oh, Khaleesi. <laughs> Come on now. Daenerys. Please. Yes. It's like when you see Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, Terry Potter. This is true. <laughs> I guess. Yes. What's his name? Is that Daniel Terry? What are you talking about? He's a big Lego fan. Uh, he has, oh but yeah, I'm calling him Harry if I see him in the street film. or uh, show. And I will say this: like I think um, me and Camille were talking about this like a couple of days ago about how like the Phase One was like all these gambles on Marvel to like let's bring in these actors that we can gamble on it. Maybe it'll be great. And now just anyone wants to be in it. It's like, can I be in this franchise too? Can you just can you give me a role? Can I? Can I? Now everyone wants to be in. Before it's like, hey. Like Tom Cruise, maybe could be Tony Stark, but he didn't want to take the role. So let's try Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> Damn. And everybody's like, "Hey, can you call back those people that called me like 15 years ago? Are they am I still no? Okay, let's try again. Mm. If that don't work, then they go to DC. I mean, it's you know, I, I gotta say that Marvel truly is living that. Well, was it the Paul Wall song? Uh, Back then they didn't want me. Now I'm hot. They all on me. You're That's gonna date Paul me Wall. for sure. That's gonna date me You're for sure. Paul, Paul Wall reference. <laughs> You're quoting Paul Wall. Who are Back you? then they didn't want me. Now I'm oh hot. They and all on me. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Anyway, Amy, do you have any to say for this lovely movie before we... Um, yeah, um, I... The one thing I really appreciated, at least in the, in the opening scene, is that the dialogue was in Chinese. Because um, I feel like a lot of the times, they, for at least for American movies, they, you know, they have them speak English because, you know, they're trying to appeal to the English audience. Um, but this one didn't. And, I mean, well, well, the narrator obviously was, was in English, but I really like that because it was like, you know, it, it, it kind of forces you to like be in this culture. Like, obviously, they're not going to speak English, <laughs> obviously. Um, and but I was curious about something that I wish my partner was there for, because usually whenever we watch like um, films where it's obvious or shows that it's obvious that the people aren't um, don't always speak Chinese or they learn Chinese later in life. You can kind of tell by like if they're, you know, if they're good or not in their fluency and so sometimes he'll like say oh his is bad his is good and I was like I really wanted to know who obviously wasn't like you know good at it so at some who point was I faking it them. like they learned it for the role or they like haven't been speaking for like they they weren't born speaking it Mm, gotcha. um, so that's something I'm curious about to to uh, go back later and see like which one was good Chinese and then bad Chinese <laughs> All but I that, know is Tony Long and Michelle Yao. That's the only two I know that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> They've been doing that for years. Yeah, but the, yeah you're right. That's a good uh, perspective. Oh, fuck. Are you fucking serious? Sorry. Exactly. Oh, fuck. I did all the things they told me to do, too. Even the second thing? Even the second thing. <laughs> What's okay. happening? But I do want to slide in this really awesome thing that I think we talked about over uh, the group chat, which is that 
in Shang-Chi, they have that Kung Fu Hustle poster in the background, which I was like, that's a cool movie. I wonder what the tie-in is. And at a certain point, you get to meet uh, one of the archers, who's played by Yang Wei, who is the husband of the landlord and Kung Fu Hustle, which is one of the most coolest tie-ins. Because it's like, wait, but he was in that movie, and he's in this movie. <laughs> Two worlds are colliding. <laughs> Did you notice one of the other posters in that room? Uh, was it the Warriors? Uh, there was that it one, was that and then one. the third one was no. It was an outcast. Was the third poster. one? I forget what, what was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was an outcast poster, which then I was told because I didn't watch Iron Fist, but I was told Danny Rand had an outcast poster in his room. So Iron Fist reference. Oh, he loves Al. He's lovely. Yeah. We that's cool, but we hate Danny Rand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm using the royal we again. Using the royal we. We collectively. Not like the But no, Ray, you're right. I saw that too, That's and I was dope, like, though. I did think about the first episode of Iron Fist. I was like, oh, he likes Outcast too. What's with what's up with that? But then That's I like forgot like about outcast. it. Yeah. But now. <laughs> That's true. Watch like, what's, Outcast what's, is a great group. It's a great group, but but like, okay, what's the collect? Oh, whatever. Stank on you was 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 fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that album. Um, but yeah, that was. Um, I'm excited to see more. I I think I've said like after the movie ended, I'm so looking forward to the sequel and to see more of these characters to see like you know what else they're gonna do. Like would they, you know, make cameos in the future content that's coming up? I don't know. I'm just really excited to see new characters that bring a whole new twist and new perspective, and they're just. It's, it's just it feels good. They're really great characters, and I'm just really excited to see their journeys. Um, they're already like meeting the the old the OGs already. So they got yeah. the approval from uh, a non Mr. Hulk Bruce Banner, which is interesting because we remember him being as Professor Hulk, and he showed up as regular Bruce Banner. So it's like, hey yo, what's happening? Yeah, Eming and I talked about that. I was like, he's not Smart Hulk anymore. Of course, his arm is still First resting. of all, it's Professor Hulk, not Smart Hulk. That's mean. Okay, okay but I feel like someone said it in the movie. I'm just quoting He's not them. Smart Hulk. <laughs> so mean. Smart Hulk. Hulk um, tries. <laughs> that's like something he would say. Hulk tries. Um, Hulk tries. Yeah. So many, so many questions about that. So questions about... Carol's still doing the same damn thing. <laughs> oh, she always leaving the group chat. Like, I gotta go. It's like she always does that. She, she always does that. <laughs> I got her number like that. <laughs> right. So. Also, her hair is longer now. So it's like because she was in that short bob for a minute. And now it's back mm-hmm. to being longer. Right. So yeah. Just so many questions, but so many this questions. Is, this is why we watched all everything because to be just, surprised. Yes. So. Yeah. That was it, you guys. Is it time now, Kat? It is time. I'm, I'm handing I'm handing the staff off to you. Yes. <laughs> I have the power. So um, hopefully some of y'all checked it out, but PlayStation had their state of play, which honestly, we were all looking for one game in particular. I know I was, and that was God of War Ragnarok, and we got that, and it looks amazing. We know that um, 
they're trying to in in the last game they discover that Faye, um, uh, the wife of Kratos and the mother of Loki, the son or or aka boy or Atreus, uh, that basically Atreus is half god, half giant, like and that he and that he's referred to as Loki. So in this game, Kratos and Atreus are trying to figure out uh, the whole mythos around that. They want to seek the knowledge of this prophecy of Loki and what role he has to play in Ragnarok, as well as the fact that, yo, he uh, killed uh, a Norse god last time around, so it's on site for him from the whole pantheon of uh, Norse gods, uh, including a very burly belly-looking Thor who was just not happy that uh, Kratos caused some, some problem in its hood. Uh, but we also get a chance to have them bring back Tyr, the Norse god of war, which was a great and amazing scene. He's super tall, which was a fun little moment of like Kratos is now short, which was good to see. Um, we now also have access to all nine Norse like realms in the game. If you played the first god of war, you know that there are a couple of worlds that weren't open to you just yet, but now in this game, all nine of the realms are open. We also know that this game is going to conclude what they were referring to as the Norse saga of the series. And this is like what they brought up in like the um, post-show interview. So that means hopefully that there are other adventures to happen, maybe even in Egypt, which I'm hoping to see some Egyptian gods come out. Uh, and also what's really cool is that there is, they, they did confirm that there's going to be a God of War Ragnarok digital upgrade option if you get it on the PS4 to the PS5. Um, um, however, there is going to be an additional cost associated with that. So, um, real sad to say, unfortunately, that's that's happening. But uh, I got to know, did, did y'all see that dope trailer? It was really amazing. And I was, like, hyped for it. Yes. I don't even play, and I'm excited for it. It looked amazing. <laughs> you got to get in there, Kat. It's amazing. <laughs> so many games. So many what did you think, Ray? I, I, I know that you played the last one, right? What were you thinking about this uh, new trailer coming in? Or did you watch it? Oh, I checked it out, and of course I'm excited. I uh, I can't get too excited though, because I like I'm gonna be waiting a while for this game. Cyberpunk anyway. ruined that for us. Keep it, keep it so, average. Average excitement. Yeah, yeah, but like, yeah. I mean, I as soon as I finished God of War one and I could smell the sequel, I was like, yeah, just print it as soon as you can. Uh, I'll wait and I'll enjoy <laughs> it. So uh, that's what I'm getting now. <laughs> Dude, it's going to be fantastic. I'm looking forward to seeing this new combat. Atreus now has better powers. Before he had, like, the bow and arrow, or he could jump on people's back. Now it looks as if he can summon his frost giant magic. And at some point in the gameplay, he summoned, like, a giant, like, stag and was, like, riding through combat, like, just spearing people with this, with this deer ghost thing. And it looked dope. I will say that the highlight for me was, like, at the very end, there's this young girl, like, Lox, who was clearly of African descent who appeared in this world and unfortunately like that became the internet thing of like mm -hmm. oh god of war is trying to be woke now and it's like why is it that whenever we're included in something y'all are like angry and upset we all existed during the exact same time period on this planet it wasn't like there was a white only planet for a certain amount of time and then the spices came in and we all appeared later on we all inhabited the same globe for quite a bit of time Marco Polo Marco we're, back to that. we're back to that conversation we had after changing. Spices. I had a rant about that. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, because honestly, Marlon, it's crazy how people were reacting to that character. People um, in this one post actually whitewashed that character and said, this is fixed. This is way better. This is how it should be. Um, and they were like, again, how they said, like, why Why every time things try to be woke, they like, why, why must everything have to be woke, a.k.a. you add black characters to things because, you know, things have to be this way. And people were like, you know we're people, right? Like, we weren't just in one section of the world. And why not? Since this is a fictional game, why not? Like, I don't know why people are so mad. But that is, like, as far as much as everyone's super excited about this game, that's the whole backlash of the game at the same time. And it's it's kind of scary to see what some um, comments are saying about this game. But that's the internet right. for you and it's like this person like this child could be the tie-in to the next saga of the game and it's like how do you think he's gonna leave this place he's gonna have someone bring him somewhere else so this kid could be like hey there's something going on in like egypt you don't even know you're getting mad at this person we have no other plot lines of this game yet they just gave us characters and everyone had a one-liner and she got the very last word it was like cool she knows something let's just wait and see what it's gonna be um, <sighs> fake outrage. It's just fake outrage. Fake outrage. It's, fake, it's outrage. Just fake outrage. Fake outrage. Pay it in the line. Yeah. Exactly. Either way, look for it. They said 2022 is going to be coming out. Uh, so I'm excited because that's like real soon. And of course, we at Geek Force are going to give it uh, a couple of months before we dive on in because of uh, our prior Your burn uh, due to excitement. So we're just going to give it some time. But yeah, look out for that. The next game that was exciting that came out that I love from Jump was that Spider-Man 2 game. That Spider-Man 2 intro where we get at first I'm thinking, oh, they're doing Spider-Man 2 with Peter Parker. And then I saw my boy, my boy Miles Morales with his electro powers. And I'm like, oh, they're tag teaming? This is going to be fantastic. And I, in the background, you're hearing some like vaguely, vaguely uh, ethnic person speaking. <laughs> the internet believes that it's going to be Craven the Hunter. Um, with, <laughs> it was like a bigly ethnic accent of just like it's like something was like European or something and it's like I don't know where Craven's from in the comics they're like he's from the jungle but I'm like y'all gave him some weird accent I don't know where who knows either way they gave him that accent and I'm like cool Craven's dope but then we get the bonus of Venom appearing and the best part about Venom appearing is the person who voices Venom is none other than Tony Todd aka Candyman voices wow. Venom in the Spider-Man game yep. and the moment he said we will I was like that's Candyman <laughs> that's true <of> Candyman <laughs> flashbacks <laughs> I was like, oh my god, that is straight up Candyman. Like, that, like in the dark alley. Like, this is a scene pulled right from Candyman. <laughs> Helen. Helen. How many oh my goodness. How many little kids that game is going to scare? Because, like, if you... It, I, I feel <laughs> yes. like there needs to be some scary Venom scenes to, like, really sell that. And then, mm -hmm. if they're showing yes. us Venom now, I would be willing to bet that one of the final bosses of the game will actually be Carnage and that'll be hype also. I don't Ooh, know what Carnage running through Spider-Man yeah. look like. So uh, yeah, I'm excited Dude. about that one too. Ugh, some Spider-Man. And it's unfortunately, I do have to say this, this game is going to be a PS5 exclusive of course. game. Yeah, that's fine. 
So they are they're trying to like really like great y'all should have a PS5 and it's, it it comes out 2023 though. So like by then gonna... y'all should have one. Is what they're saying like y'all need to have one. But... Depending on when in 2023. Maybe by then. Maybe maybe. I might not play this game till 2024. Honestly, so I'll certainly have a PS5 by then. That's... Honestly, yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. Give it some time. And what's important is that there also apparently is going to be another Spider-Man DLC I think coming out as well yeah. uh, before this. So that'd be cool. I, I, I know where if it's going to be free or if it's going to be probably paid for, it's probably going to end up being paid for. But just know that it's going to be like a nice little uh, interim game before that Spider-Man 2 game. So I think it's just going to be for Peter. I think it's going to be Spider-Man, just the Spider-Man DLC, not the Spider-Man Miles DLC. But we'll see what it's going to look like. I'm not sure yet, but uh, that's coming out. And that'll be interesting. But yeah, again, it's going to be dope. And again, Raymond, I am truly hoping that they just milk Scary Venom. Give Tony Todd every moment to crawl out of an alleyway, to crawl out of, like, the darkness, to, like, have a scene where, like, Peter's standing there and, like, the symbiote is just, like, splayed on a wall, just kind of grab at him. I I want them to fully scar these children. I want scares in this game. (laughs) Like, they grew up on it. I need you to put in this game with, with, with Venom and that voice. I mean, the vibrato that Tony Todd has with just speaking and, like, his deep, scary voice, hands down, every scene is going to be in. It's just going to be, like, the the hair on the back of your neck is going to be standing up. Like, this man is absolutely terrifying. And this Venom character is just going to be huge. Just he, I mean, in the comics and the TV show, he was always, like, way bigger than Peter Parker mm-hmm. was. Just, like, straight burly. And I'm just looking forward to them, like, fully milking just the intensity of these scenes. Yes. Bring on the darkness. That yeah, is Venom. We DLC. are Venom. This Peter DLC will be okay hmm? only if the plot of the Peter DLC is Black Suit Spider Man with when he's he has a symbiote Ooh. and then like he loses it at the end that of the part. DLC and it's like that would that would that be a cool to lead into DLC. it. Yeah. Ooh. I I'm second okay this. I agree. I, I, that. I like mm. that. Like I I think they, they, they did a great job on all the DLCs of, like, tying it into, like, the main story. But I agree. If they can somehow tie this into the next game, that would be amazing. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with that. So Spider-Man 2 2023 is going to be fantastic. And uh, next up on things of feel-good nature, and I want to get Raymond's opinion on this. They're 20 years later doing a Star Wars Night of the Old Republic remake slash remaster. Um, how do we feel about remakes? <laughs> well, Final Fantasy VII redefined what that is. So if they are mm-hmm. following in Final Fantasy VII's footsteps, I'm interested in what they're producing. If it's just going to be Mass Effect Legendary Edition, basically, I don't think I want that game <laughs> made. I think I would rather... But I think they know so that. For- and it, <laughs> go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, I just wanted to ask, uh, for those of us who don't know about Mass Effect, what was the issue? No, it wasn't an Legendary. issue. Uh- like, it was the same game... And they changed oh, a couple of things, but like it was that same game. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and if mm-hmm. we get that of Nice mm-hmm. Republic, that same game honestly needs, uh, well, you know, uh, just she pulls her hair out. That's fine. Uh, we don't like that evening. Should we pause? And- no, no, keep going, Raymond. Keep- just keep going. No, no, you're good. Okay. Keep going. Right, keep, cool. keep, keep, keep going. So, um, yeah, yeah. The whole. Uh, I'm trying to just get as much as I was started that statement with, but. 
Oh, the whole that whole was nice of the old Republic. That game had it was a great game, um, but it had little problems and could have and could use some new. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that like you said that game was twenty years old. Is it? That's insane. First off, uh, but it's twenty yeah. years old. It's a <laughs> like let's let's do Final Fantasy VII remake version of it because oh, it wasn't that game. Uh, when did that game come out? Where because it wasn't that's like thirty years, years old. Years old. It's <laughs> nearly thirty. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so like, uh, so yeah, I that's I'm really hoping that they realize that I think more people would buy into it if like maybe this game is mm-hmm. is borrowing Fallen Order, uh, and like you're running around as Darth Revan mm-hmm. the whole time Ooh. as in Fallen Order's uh, playstyle. Like maybe it is a tr- more traditional Bioware mm-hmm. RPG, like. Uh, and it's more like the old Republic and how they get it done. Um, who knows? But um, I, if that's if that's the approach they're taking, show me what you're looking. What show me what you're doing. All I got was uh, teaser nonsense, dark ribbon. So and you know some words. So I I don't get excited about games until gameplay is released. Honestly. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's the most important part. For sure, they only gave us just a. Yeah, they they did only give us a Darth Revan uh, just showing his lightsaber and then slashing at the screen. Uh, but yeah, I agree. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with it. It's been a minute. Yeah. Like I still remember how much fun that game was because you could be like a Sith and you can like convert your entire party to the dark side, which was like this game is amazing. I can convert my side to being all evil just by having conversations with them like over and over again. Also, didn't really have to play lightsaber. Like there were other plot, there were other. That's true. You could get a gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was also really nice about that game. Yeah. Yeah. It was just so open with like how you could like choose to play this game and like this is actually really cool. So I'm hoping they keep that. Uh, which because I feel like that'd be great. You could make your own lightsaber. You could uh, have it be two tone color. You could do a whole lot of things. What's cool is that they're bringing back a lot of the original members from the development team that made the first game, uh, as well as you know some new folks to kind of figure out how to yeah to like figure out how they're gonna like remake this game. And like you said, I'm hoping that what we see is a game that is you know an homage to the original, but has. Uh, that PS5 exclusivity to it of like, great, we redid this game in a way that like is going to be fun to play and also has updated itself. So that'd be cool. Uh, no note on that when it was going to come out, but they're just saying, yo, we're just doing this, by the way. Cool. Cause, uh, Which is cool. It, yeah. It's, uh, it's it, another game three years from now is when we'll actually see that game in some form or another. Oh. Absolutely. That, that, I'm sure that, that game will get a very similar death loop treatment of like, we're just going to keep seeing it over and over again before it comes out. <laughs> Sadly. Yeah. And another game that I think was really cool that I think I should check out is uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. Uh, it was the dopest. It, basically, it it's if you ever play The Evil Within, that developer and Bethesda – uh, are teaming up to make it's not a horror game but it's kind of like an action adventure kind of like shadowy noir game where it's first person action um and the player is in japan and he has like these his combat is like tra- traditional like kujukiri hand gestures where he like ethereal weaves like material out of his hand to fight all these uh creatures so it's, it's kind of like karate meets magic but all the creatures are like 
Japanese like monsters. Like if you watch any anime of like all these like like the woman with like who's like crying that has scissors uh, and like tries to cut your head off. Like it's just all these creatures that he's fighting uh, in Tokyo, and it has like this like killer fog that is like enveloping people and like either turning them into monsters or killing them. And it's like this really cool game that I'm looking forward to finding more about. Uh, but that game is scheduled to come out in like spring 2022. So. We see what happens. It's going to be a PS5 and PC game. So yeah, Cross you can play? get on the PC if you if you got enough space for that. Uh, I don't know. They haven't mentioned that or not. More crossplay, mm. please. And then, if you wanted to see what the love child of Bayonetta and Devil May Cry looks like, look at Project Eve, because literally it's a woman with a skin tight outfit and a big sword, uh, and she fights like these really demon looking creatures called natives because the earth has been taken over by this alien race. Here's the thing it's called, it's capital N A colon t-i-v-e-s so it's natives problematic (laughs) it's sci-fi it's sci-fi again i will say that is a problematic name to call them they're called natives and make it any killing not gonna lie not fix that Here's the thing. Um, I didn't even think about that until literally you all just said natives. I'm like, oh, that is problematic. Like, That's a problematic name. people that live there today. I did not I even think like, about no. it. Do you literally think this now? He was caught in the Forever. story. He didn't know. That's all. It's just the reaction. Here's the thing. I want to read to you what this game has in its bio. In the not-too-distant future, mankind is expelled from Earth after losing the battle against the invaders called the Natives. They did this on purpose. So, so the alien dinosaurs from Voyager come back. Yep, that's a problem. <laughs> Ray's right again. He was right. They returned. Oh, the dinosaurs. Called that. Too. God, it's it's it gets worse. It gets oh, worse. Because as I'm reading this, I'm really picking up on how like how colonist this sounds. Okay, to win back the Earth, the player becomes Eve, the survivor of a paratrooper squad deployed from the colony. And her name's Eve. Yeah. That's. What? So she, and she's and she's from the colony uh, sent to stop the name. So this game's about colonists again. This is space called a Karen and colonism. Right. It should have been Project Karen. I, That's basically what it yeah. is. This is the I I didn't even think about this. I feel let me look at the I feel Karen on sci fi like, though, Amy. You got weird like, symbols. I in didn't it. even think about that. Comma apostrophe. The oh my backwards. God. <laughs> I, okay, it's backwards. I did not even think. Little, Let me look little, this up. Oh my lord! It has the like, two little dots over it. Oh my god! <laughs> oh Marlon, my god. you brought a pile of garbage. <laughs> so we're gonna have literally the 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 woman of all. The developer yeah. is shift up. Oh my god. The developer More is shift like, up. up. But okay, but, yeah, yeah. But, she right. Literally, I didn't make any of these connections until I had to it's read fine. it out loud and dissect what I was saying. This is why you have us. This is why you have us. So that game was cool. Oh, Lord. It's a Korean company, yeah. So I look forward to some articles about, about this game <laughs> when it drops. 
about the use of the language they chose to name these things. Mm. So Project Eve, yeah, it again, it looks like Devil May Cry because you're fighting these like creatures that have like angel wings sometimes. Uh, they have like crazy like faces. Anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> if you all remember, um, back when the PS5 was supposed to drop, there was that demo game that had like a bazillion triangles was like the first ever game that had the crazy triangles that game has now had a release date the game was called forespoken and that game comes out spring 2022 it has a uh i want to say she's a, a black woman or a, a black young girl who's the lead uh it's by square enix it's their next they're telling is their next big action rpg uh the hero is frey holland and she's fighting uh these other creatures she has this really cool magical wrist uh cord band it's called cuff it has a name and it speaks to her it gives her like crazy power she can summon a force field she can like have vines come out of the ground she also can shoot like projectiles and she also has what i like to call spider-man powers because she can like swing with her cord and like run across the wall do like parkour across the map uh so it looks super dope. Uh, the gameplay looks awesome. Uh, I will say that they, the, the trailer they released had an audio issue because at some point when she opened her mouth to speak, the audio was delayed. So I'm like, ooh, yeah, I wasn't seeing. So I was like, someone's getting a talking to you after this, after this is over. Um, but it looks really nice. Exactly. It looks really nice though, but uh, yeah, it, it looks really cool. I love the gameplay. It looks like it's very diverse in how you can like fight things. Um, but again, that was just uh, showcase gameplay. I haven't actually seen like actual like gameplay gameplay just yet, but it looks super dope. It's like a fantasy uh, land because she gets taken from New York City to this mystical land with like there's like towers and castles and like people who live in this time period so mm. if, is it time power is it like time travel is it realm power we'll see what happens uh closer to spring 2022 up, my alley that whole game <laughs> right and the best thing that i saw after of course um god of war and spider-man yes. was the trailer for tiny tina's wonderland oh. if you played border not borderlands yeah, yeah borderlands. if you played borderlands 2 uh, there was a DLC where Tiny Tina was playing D and D with her party, and they had guns, and they were like playing this like really weird D and D world. And, and like honestly, out of all the DLCs for Borderlands, that was like one of the more popular ones because it was just so weird. But also, people like RPGs, so they decided that they're going to do a game based on that DLC, but make it a more thorough game. So we're getting a tabletop style. Borderlands game where uh, the developers said that not only do you get to pick one of, you know, uh, what, what one of six different classes, you also get to choose how your character looks. So there's like orc skin, there's like um, dwarven. So basically you get to be a DSD character that has guns pretty much. Uh, but they did say but they are adding some new things to this. They're adding armor and melee weapons as new loot type class items as well. Um, mm. And they're also adding a multi-class system that's based on the ability to mix and match um, these six different skill trees within the game. So basically, if you are someone that likes the wackiness of Borderlands and you also like the creative freedom of D&D, &D, you get to slap them together 
And I think that trailer looks really cool, but at some point you just have like this orc character with like a straight up machine gun firing at like uh, a gnome character. And it just looked really chaotic, but in a fun way that I think Borderlands is known for. Uh, so it looks super dope. Uh, and I honestly will be looking for it. It's going to come out March 22nd for PS4, PS5, Xbox Series X, X1, and of course the PC. But that game looks super dope. Sounds like what we needed when Cyberpunk couldn't make it. So that's what it kind of sounds like, but just I more just, fun. Yes, right. I just, I, it sounds great. I don't love loot. I don't love loot at all. That's the only thing that holds me back from being like mm. really excited about that game because looter shooter, same Borderlands loot system. <laughs> I, ugh, I I'm gonna get frustrated with that, but maybe it'll still be a fun multiplayer game. So I'll look past it. That's the hope because I think that we were supposed to get a fun Dungeons and Dragons game that was like approved of by West by Wizards of the Coast. But that game is not fun uh, and is very uh, like it's not like I think it's like really interesting. But like playing the game, the skill trees and the customization just aren't that great. And there isn't. And it's it's also not really as open as D&D is in terms of like styling things. So I think what's going to be cool about this one is that they're taking that and they're just like adding a bunch of stuff like, great, you can just do some things with this. I am hoping that they do improve the loot system specifically if you're doing any of these fun like co-op things because the loot system has always been the issue of like, hey, like I want an epic uh, like item and I can never get one. And it's like, why is it I can't ever get one? So I am hoping that they do improve that. But it's just, it's going to be interesting. I'm excited to see what it looks like. Tiny Tina, the, the, like the voice actor, does an amazing job of being this young girl just screaming profanity. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. If you haven't played it, or, or if you want to just watch like the uh, cut scenes of it, yep. just go to YouTube, just type in Tiny Tina. And I think the, the best, I think, lead-in is... Um, one of the characters is like, why are you listening to this little kid? She goes, oh, that's a good question. Shut the hell up, Vordy. Yes, <laughs> that's the video I saw. I, I don't play Borderlands, but people told me about this character, and I literally watched so much footage and clips of her on YouTube, and it's definitely worth it. So I highly recommend doing that. It's hilarious. And it's also great. Like, that DOC is also literally about her dealing with another character being dead. And it's like the saddest realization was she's like trying to like make him be alive in the game, but everyone's like, you know he's dead, right? She's like, no, he's not. He's still alive. What are you talking about? And it's like, oh, this is getting sad now. Like you're really going through it. But it's it was such a really cool DLC. It's just strange, like because again, you're going from the Borderlands world, and then all of a sudden you're like in this place. There's like a, a a flying unicorn and there's people wearing like elf ears and it's like this is clearly in the same world where they're like masking it as D and it's like just really funny and like just goofy so i'm excited should be fun and of course we got that wolverine uh minute and 45 second trailer with just him showing his claws and that's all we get it's about time though it's about time you mean you didn't play the uh, Wolverine Origin games on the PS2? Ah, no. Why? <laughs> You're funny. X Men games, but <laughs> thank you. 
I feel like there hasn't been a good X-Men game since I want to say the Age of Apocalypse game on like the GameCube. Dang. That was like a blur in my mind. Consoles as well, but no, that game was great. And (laughs) I'm just not excited about Wolverine as the main character in a Spider-Man like game. Like, I guess it'll be fun. What? There's, there's, there's hope. What's the middle of that combat like? Well, like the, the combat will be fun. <laughs> the of that what's the rest of that game look like? Because like I'm the Batman Arkham World, you got like you look you're you're looking for clues. You're you're like like there's, there's you probably have senses getting around the city sense. looking for stuff. No, his and, senses, like, his yeah, hearing, tracking. Like he has a lot but of. I mean, like what all he has is smell. Spider-Man just stops crying. He can't hear and track. Web sling for forever. Yeah, but I, I think just, you know, the yeah, gameplay is all I'm saying. What I mean, I yeah. Like, what is what is the rest? He's of pretty it? simple. Yeah. I mean, but, and also like it's Wolverine. Like he's not really known. Bad. Like he's not really known for like I'm gonna be an investigator Wolverine and like get these clues and solve this crime. He's like, but where's he the combat? Bring them together in the future. I'm gonna go kick in a door <laughs> and fight somebody. Like, oh, this person killed somebody. I'm going to go run across the street and find them because I'm bulletproof. So why do I need to be careful? <laughs> it, it it's gonna feel like those those combat games that came out like seven years ago where you have a character that you know he's an asshole but he's pretty powerful and he just kind of gets thrown into the plot and he don't care but it affects someone in his life so it's gonna affect someone that either is tied to you know i hope not it's not tied to his canadian friends because they're assholes too but like x-men i don't know we'll see it's just so all up in the air but it's gonna be based it's gonna be simple like that for him it's gonna motivate him to do something but i am curious about the gameplay but i'm just excited because like i felt like there should have been a wolverine game like 15 years ago but we'll see what is bad yeah but like i think because i feel like batman really set it up with that series i'm not saying wolverine should have a series but just like you have a a poster child of that of dc with a game you have spider-man with this game i was like why wolverine wolverine was always right behind spider-man back in the day so i'm just i was just waiting for some type of either we have x-men or we have wolverine so now we have wolverine i'm like okay so what else we have both. We have both now. We have Spider Man and we. So Wolverine is like he's so overrated. I, 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 here's the thing: Wolverine is great in like a movie or a TV show, but I like playing in a video game. It has him works better when it's like great. It's a, a menagerie of heroes, and I, I can pick Wolverine as opposed to like great. This game is just about Wolverine. And- if it it feels like Guardians of the Galaxy, almost like hold on, if I want to play as this team. I don't Peter want to play. Like, like uh, no. I want to be Drax. And, and, <laughs> yeah, like why can't I be Rocket? Uh, like the and Wolverine. And if, but if that game is basically just Devil May Cry, like if that's the that's, game, that's probably, then, yeah. then maybe we get kind of hype with Wolverine. Like if, he gets, like if he has oh claws and then, then he gets a he gets a samurai sword mm-hmm. at some point and like he gets like maybe another weapon or something and so. There's just like if it just goes if it turns hard into combat, it actually. That's what I was thinking. Really It'll be like so, a Devil May Cry game. I'm not gonna <laughs> talk. I'm I'm hopeful. Hopeful. like. I'm yes, he has his claws, but he also needs a sword. 
He needs it multiple daggers. It just needs speak? to be more than just berserker barrage around a room with the square and triangle. That's true. Like I, I'm not really excited that about that right. game. Like it just doesn't sound. I'm hoping. Fun. So look, what is? I'm hoping that? what yeah. we do get is maybe old man Logan, where it's like great, like you can fight, but like you got like a good minute of this before you get tired. <laughs> So you right. need to like make sure when you fight, it's like you're choosing to fight for a, a little bit of time because the longer you fight, the more fatigued you get. You know, the, the Wolverine fanboys won't be happy That's with true. that. They they need they need to slash things. So like it'll <laughs> certainly. Slash, be really I feel like it's gonna wind up being like those like old Hulk it. video games where it's like cool. I'm just punching yes. the environment. This stopped being fun like five minutes ago. I'm just mm-hmm. fully punching yeah, everything. Like, it turns. That was literally the whole phrase in the video game. Mm-hmm. We'll, uh, see. we'll see. When does it come out, Marlon? We don't know. There's like, so, the, it might, was just announced. There, there's no word. So we might get more footage yeah. like in the big uh, conventions next year. I feel like, or whatever company is making it. They'll in the future, yeah. Okay, I'll keep my eye out for they that. They wouldn't have announced it if they weren't going to do it soon. Probably. <laughs> Like we might, it might be six months. I'm keeping my eye on Amen. this. I'm saying till so we see, get, till we see mm. gameplay. Yeah, that's yeah. what I. That's yeah. So I'm thinking Comic Con or something, but yeah, E3. Um, but yeah, any other games you have for us, Marlon? That's a lot of. That's all I got. Uh, they played Death Loop for like the unteamed. I feel like I'm in a Death Loop seeing that damn game as many times as I've seen. Did <laughs> it finally come out though? Yeah, and IGN gave it a ten. Of course they did. Yeah, I was like, really? That's a high score. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, y'all be Isn't saying per- sevens for a minute. Score? Y'all put your whole chest in that for a 10, I cheated. How much money I'm did like, they pay? damn, y'all really out here feeling this game. <laughs> so I haven't played it, but I'm going to check it out at some point, maybe a couple of years down the line, but I just got tired of seeing it. That's all I got, though, Kat. Wow, okay, so lots of games to set Google Alerts to. Um, <laughs> again, this is a PlayStation Showcase, which is PlayStation Showcase, but some of these games are coming out beyond PlayStation, right? Some of the games you named. I think you said some came out on PC. Uh, only a few are, but most of these are uh, PlayStation-exclusive games. They're starting to really mm-hmm. solidify what uh, their platform is going to look like. Because, like X, like Xbox, they were you know they were a little light on games. So now they're saying, great if you wait and you waited long enough, here are games that are coming out that are going to be exclusive. Of course, they dropped you know more about um, the Forbidden West um, from Horizon. But yeah, so they're really solidifying. Yo, you get a PS5. Our games are coming. Winter is coming. Okay. With that said, anything else to add to the docket, you guys? No? Okay. Thank you guys for coming together um, to talk about all the wonderful things that we did today. Lots of great content. Listeners, thank you for choosing us as your show of the day. Thank you for your support. And um, we love your comments. We love seeing them all on our social media. Again, our social media is Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find us all on there. Stop by to say hi. And with that said, stay cool, don't talk to Candyman, and geek on. This episode of Queston Media's Geek Force was produced in Richmond, California.